Good evening, everyone, and welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Matthew, and I'm playing Clever Stitch, the Tabaxi Arcane Archer. I'm Andrew. I'm playing Grizz, the Dwarven Beastmaster Ranger. Uh, hi, I'm Tom, and I will be playing uh, Na'vi, the Half-Elf Fighter. I love the air quotes. Hi, I'm the inventor, the inventor of that little doohickey that helps you squeeze all the toothpaste out of the tube. Megan, and I'm playing Saride, the knowledge cleric. Oh. And I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Knight Crafter, the tiefling barbarian. All right. Welcome, 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 everyone. This is Disasters and Danger. It is our D&D 5e high fantasy actual play game, and I am super excited to be here with you guys. Um, if you are new friends, uh, go ahead and let us know in the chat. We met a lot of people at MegaCon this past weekend, and uh, I'm super excited to have that um, that particular Herculean labor uh, uh, behind us as... Uh, we go into our so we're in our, our Indian summer here. We're we're late summer, right? A um, couple of things to look forward to. So between now and basically through September, um, our we're going to be trying out some new shows. We're going to be trying some one shots. We're going to try to do some Ultensian adventures. We might try to do some PvP tournaments if we can get the players together. Uh, but our shows will hit a more regular schedule in, back in October. Um, so if you like shows that you see, if you want shows to continue, if you guys are on our Discord, keep your eyes peeled on the content pitches page. Um, everybody can go in there and, and suggest ideas or give us some, we'll have some emote reaction votes for uh, shows that, that we're trying to find time slots for, that we're trying to test out. And all of that sort of stuff. So, not just uh, D&D, but D&D as well. And if you guys have ideas, that is the place for it all to go. Now, with that being said, I think we have our sponsor, Norse Foundry. Yeah, Norse Foundry. You know them, you love them. You can get any and, any and all dice and dice-adjacent needs from them. You can get uh, metal dice, you can get... Gemstone dice, you can get dice boxes, dice trays, dice bags, I think. Anything and everything that you want, you can get it there for all of you and your dice goblin friends. <clears throat> and not only can you get stuff there, but you can get it there for cheaper because we have a code, REPRPG, that's R-E-P-R-P-G, the same as all of our socials, hashtag plug, and uh, you will get 15% off of your entire order which whenever you're buying dice for all of your party, ends up being a decent chunk of change. So use Rep RPG again, that's R-E-P-R-P-G, for 15% off of your entire order from our friends over at Norse Foundry. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so also, we do have a couple of our friends that uh, play on other channels, run their own channels, all that sort of stuff. So uh, let's start with Andrew. Uh, tell us about what you guys are up to, Easy Dispel. Oh, yeah. Uh, Easy Dispel. We are currently on YouTube. Um, but if you check out our channel in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be releasing a big recap and talk back for the first like 17 episodes we've done because we are going live again uh, September 5th. Uh, it's Sunday 
at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, yeah, we're going to do it. I'm terrified, but I'm excited. That's that <laughs> they just brought peace to this fey forest. There's a whole siege of another like city that's going on from an elemental overlord. It's nuts. We're going like live in the, the thick of things. So come hang out, check us out on YouTube, and then come hang out with us on twitch.tv slash easy to spell September 5th, 7 p.m. Central. Awesome. Eastern. Yes. There. Okay. Time zones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Tom. Uh, yeah. Um, I am Tom, as you already know. Uh, I usually stream over on uh, WikiGame RPG. That's at WikiGame RPG on all of the socials. Um, we uh, are currently running a uh, really, really fun um, uh, sort of short form campaign uh, called The Lighthouse of Acidos, where I play a. Uh, Definitely not a beefling, but uh, a tiefling um, erotica novelist, essentially. And that is the class, uh, not wizard, absolutely not wizard. The class is erotica novelist. Um, we also have uh, a Beastmaster Ranger with a giant crab um, and a debutante warlock who's only just finding out about her powers. It's so much fun. Um, come and check us out every Wednesday at 7pm uh, BST. Uh, so that's going to be what I'm trying to do quick math. Uh, that's going to be what, like 3pm BST, I think? Something like that. It'll be, do the, do the uh, time zones yourself. But uh, yeah, every Wednesday. <laughs> BST, what is uh, British summertime? Got oh. it in one. Nice. Okay. okay. Some. Summertime. Uh, all right. <laughs> I I didn't know you guys named your your time zones after Demi Lovato songs. Like I'm I I feel so sad for you now. Um, I feel better for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, daylight yeah. savings time. There's a nuance to summertime Demi sadness Lovato. that I didn't realize until just now. Right. Wow. Right. I wish I knew more Demi Lovato songs so that I could uh, join in on the bit. But I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I loved her in Eurovision, though. It was great. But all right, guys. Uh, le- oh, uh, any any news from Lance Orlando, Kez? Uh, not currently. Lance Orlando is in the middle of our rehearsal season. We hope to see everybody as soon as our shows get underway. If you are looking to actually come visit us and see some of these live performances, one will be at Lady of the Lakes the first and second weekend of November. That is Jamestown Throwdown. And the second one will be at the Orlando Renaissance Fair. And that is the first weekend of December. And that is Renaissance Rumble. Awesome. Very, very cool. Looking forward to those. All right, guys. Let's dig into it, shall we? Our adventure takes place in the lands of Lickdrocht. They are lands of myth and legend. But more and more, they are lands of fate. Lands of destiny. Lands in which the threads of one's life are being woven. That's a better word for it. Are being woven together. Uh, by forces beyond their control. The lucky few find themselves either in the service to great arbiters of fate, or find themselves chosen by intelligent items, or having fallen to interesting relationships with mighty artifacts, 
that all provide our heroes with a hint of control over their own destiny. But here in Western Lickdrock, even destiny bows before the might of the dragons. Our heroes, the Archivists, have come to Cardian on personal quests, to be sure, but also at the behest of their most recently acquired ally, the Black King of the Dwarves, recently uh, reawakened after a near thousand-year slumber. And, fearing a renewed assault from the dragons that once drove him underground and decimated his people of dwarves and giants, he has enlisted the archivist to research and develop defenses, to scout, gather information. And so, they have come to the city of Cardian, an ancient, arcane uh, wonderland, uh, a place where, as I've often described it, it is an, an Ivy League of uh, magical development. It is a place that rises every morning the seven chimes of magical bells placed around the city, the harmony of which prevents the entrance of true draconic forms within the walls of Cardian. It is a city that predates the modern civilizations that exist here, and hopefully, now with some of the more personal tasks uh, pushed to the side, our heroes can begin searching for either information or, or perhaps something useful in this coming uh, battle with the dragons. So, we begin, um, let's take this moment, Matthew, uh, to mm -hmm. decide what day is it. How... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it when you're here, because... I know, I, don't, because... I haven't been taking notes in so long, Cody, I'm I, sorry. I know, I it's okay. So, so, for those of you that are new to Disasters in Danger, there is a uh, calendar... I, I created one for our first campaign. It is a very intricate calendar. Um, I try to keep up with it, uh, but we have done a couple of time skips recently. Um, so I think we need to just kind of repick a day here. Um, you guys had left in the month of Traveler, beginning of the month of Traveler. It is about a month for you guys to travel from the House of Shields to the city of Cardian. Uh, uh -huh. And you guys have been here, I would say, at least Bro, 10 to 12 days uh, in we Cardian. Like, yeah, we were here for like a month while, what's it, while Screebers was recovering, weren't we? Two weeks. You, I, th I thought you were here two weeks. And then oh, we've okay. we've done maybe a week of adventuring since. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, so let's say we are in the last week of, um, we finished Traveler. Did they traveling in Traveler? That's why I named it that. Good job, Cody. Um, so this is the last week of Numenera. So let's call it the 24th of Numenera. Okay. 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 So summer is fast approaching. And uh, that is where we are. That is where we are picking up. Um, I will say it's maybe the next day since the... 
the events that took place with uh, Tauroth and Kazkoth ha had resolved. Um, some of you were present, Narvi and um, Clever Stitch. You, having wagered a portion of your own uh, destiny or, or risked something of yourself, even though it, it wasn't ever claimed, even though the the um, the bidding really stayed between the brothers, uh, the fact that Tauroth was dead. Oh, and Treasure, you were there too. I apologize. For some reason I thought you weren't, but that makes zero sense. Um, so the three of you, even though um, none of it was claimed, there was definitely part of you that was that was potentially on the line. Narvi, you have an intimate understanding of this having um, begun to leaf through those cards and just through holding and touching and, and experiencing them, beginning to, uh, ever so slowly, um, get a hint of, of what they are capable of doing. But for having risked that, you do remember and recognize the subtle changes and the differences in... In what you have experienced, um, primarily centered around Tauroth, and uh, partly his personality, um, partly events and motivations, but but that's those changes are mostly very small. Um, the cards work to adjust things, but to change as little as possible, lest the uh, plane of mechanism become involved. So it has been a rough night. And it is a late morning. It is, in fact, probably nearing lunchtime, uh, if, if not a solid midday. And so what would you guys, who is up? What are you guys up to? Um, Tauroth has excused himself. Uh, one, mourning his brother, I am absolutely sure. But, but two, sorting through a head full of confusion and memories um but with summer right around the corner you guys know your time for personal matters is is drawing very short um so who is up clever stitch where what what are you doing he he has not been hanging around the group uh, the night after the incident. Sure. Um, the incident. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> uh, but no, he he was like he kind of stuck around with Narvi until everybody, the other three, left the room, mm -hmm. and then he, as politely as he could, excused himself from the group and uh, left and stayed the night elsewhere. So okay. I think he is just now coming back to the hotel that we are all staying at. Okay. So yeah, you, you're just now returning to the Little Empire. Um, it is... Uh, I, I don't know that the Little Empire is ever truly busy, but um, it is it is busy for it. Yeah. So uh, I think Frederick's running around probably... Uh, delivering food and, and clip clopping is well, is... especially if Grizz is there. <laughs> I I actually think that Grizz being left alone in the Little Empire for the last couple of days 
he has probably fully commandeered their kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Grizz, roll me, um, roll me with advantage because you are a skilled a skilled cook. Uh, roll me a persuasion check to see just how uh, whether you you have pissed them all off or whether they are somewhat endeared with your uh, with your presence. Uh, Twenty one. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the the food goes a long way to making what what is otherwise a a confusing uh, event of just this this dwarf taking over. Um, far more palatable for them. Uh, do where's Benedict? Like, are, have you allowed Benedict into the kitchen as as you are cooking? Uh, I think uh, I can't remember his name, but who, the waiter that was clip clopping mm-hmm. is now riding a badger from table to table. Fantastic! <laughs> like, yeah, I think Benedict is helping, just doing whatever he can. But, Good yeah. on board. Chris is currently trying to figure out one of those wands that emits the hot the fire from the end and trying to use it as a creme brulee <laughs> like torch. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, you, this is this is the scene you return to, Clever Stitch, with with uh, Frederick, um, <laughs> and and I think they, I think at the insistence of the owner, they put. Um, they put like uh, like wooden sandals on Benedict's feet oh to to make the to make the clip clops right. So he's kind of he's kind of and like he slides sideways as he you know he's he's not quite used to the shoes, but he's he is a good badger. He wants to help. I love that. Uh, is there any of my other party down in the? Uh, in the dining hall, room, tavern thing. Uh, let's find out. Is anybody in the dining area? So, I, I, I I'm not sure it was necessarily mentioned um, the the night before, but um, I, I think Navi absolutely sort of followed the rest of the party kind of back to their back to their hotel. Um, in in the true kind of like. If you're in Turkey and uh, you feed one dog one time, it follows you for the rest of the trip, like the, the entirety of the rest of the way. Um, it's that kind of feel. Um, it, I don't think he followed you in. Um, I think he would have just been sort of outside looking at the cards um, uh, as you as you sort of walked past. Uh, so, um, so yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure, again, I'm, I, I think he probably would have, like, watched... Clever Stitch walk past and kind of maybe give a, a little bit of a nod and kind of go back to the cards. Do you want to come inside or are you going to stay outside or what's the plan? Okay. Um, and he kind of shrugs and uh, sort of gets up uh, into his sort of slouch uh, and kind of like walks in behind you kind of like watching through the uh like through his uh ridiculously uh dead fish eyes uh watching um everything that's going on inside a fucking giant badger <laughs> good <laughs> uh if there's anybody else that's sitting already sitting at a table clever stitch will go join them yeah same here 
Uh, sounds like Sarai uh, waving her hand down there is is either at a table or or being joined currently by um, by treasure. Yeah, I think we're all up. I would hope so. It's it's right. it's almost noon. So. Watch your tone. Some <laughs> Listen, of us, man. Okay, okay. It's been a long <laughs> week for some of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, Ride, what are you wearing? Oh my god, thank you. Um, the top is Ralph Lauren. Um, she's <laughs> she's still in a skirt because she refuses to wear pants. So it's like this very gauzy dress, but over top it, um, it's very fine gold, like filigree work of a chest plate mm-hmm. um, with pauldrons and stuff. And uh, the image that we're going off of is like Wonder Woman-esque greaves for her boots. Okay. And uh, she has... Uh, it's a little, it's a little short for a quarterstaff, and it's made entirely out of metal. And you know what's funny is I found this image, and then I looked up pictures of my god, uh-huh. and had unknowingly picked uh, a staff that is is very reminiscent of the staff that she uses. So I think that that's fate. I mean, you know, it's almost like destiny or fate. Um, so it's it's black, except hers is black. So it's like this black wrought iron metal with. Um, this is hard to do with push to talk and not enough hands. It it, it, it kind of it's essentially a, a spool like on a on a spinning wheel. Mm-hmm. So it's got like a little bit of point to the top, not enough to like be a spear, but there's a an open bit of globe in the middle, kind of sort of make that work. So she's currently walking around in that. Um, she has a few more like cuts and bruises on her because she's still not used to armor. <laughs> Um, but she's getting, she's getting, she's getting better. <laughs> it got better. Oh, and she's in summer, so she's tan, golden hair. Yeah. Cute. Okay. Treasure would have gone up to sit next to Sarai, absolutely gushing at how gorgeous she looks. Just she's really rocking this new armored look, and the summer just brings out the gold filigree. And just how are you feeling? I, I know we didn't get to see you yesterday. I'm I'm all right. Uh, I passed out hard. Like she didn't trance; she was asleep for like sixteen mm. hours straight. Um, yeah. So that, that that was a little new, and. Uh, you know, Thosin's been helping me with with my pieces and things. So it's all it's all a lot. It's it's all a lot. But I'm glad I'm glad that Grizz is, is all right. Um, I think she'll look back in the kitchen. He's currently like hitting somebody with a towel for getting too close to whatever he's working on. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> fine. He's fine. Yeah, that that looks like fine. And you're a hero, Saride. Look at that. I'm a hero because I saved the cook. <laughs> You're a hero because you saved someone. Doesn't matter if it's the cook or not. Ouch. It's a little early for that, don't you think? I realized that I couldn't bring anyone back without a god's help, but... Listen, you're a hero every other day. There's been days that 
I barely made it out of a scrap by the my teeth, and the only reason I made it out of there was because of you in the first place. God or no God. Thank you, Treasure. It's very nice. Thank you. And now, are you, between are you us... Doing? It's been a lot. It's been a lot, you know? I'm, I'm okay. It's been a lot to swallow. Talroth's been trying to wrap his mind around everything. Sure. She's confused. She doesn't know what you're talking about. Yeah, have have Talroth or Treasure talked to anybody about what happened last night? I doubt tra- I doubt um, Talroth had the opportunity or the mindset to. So unless um unless he's watching and, and explicitly counteracts whatever I just said, um I'm I'm gonna say Talroth probably not. He's he's probably in a rough mental state. Treasure? Uh, no, she was going to tell Sarai during all this, just kind oh. of like lean in and whisper. Well, we found his brother and it wasn't good. Um, he ran into the mind flares before we did. Oh, all right. So right as far as you as far as you understand um that was known and part of part of how you guys found the mind flayer nest the the second time through that, that this is yeah. you're, you're 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 kind of confused why she's telling you information you already I, have I I know it's it's a loss and I I hope that Taroth is all right. He's lucky to have a friend like you uh-huh, to um, take care of him. Well, we're lucky to have you all the way through to take care of us. That's very kind. Thank you. And between us, you look way better than Dame Helen Marin over there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, wait, who has Helen Marin? No one. She's gone. Olarun. Look at me. I'm the Helen Mirren now. <laughs> I'm the Helen Mirren now. Thank you. That's very kind. How's Bloodbunner doing? Uh, oh, and actually, she'll she'll look over. <laughs> I'm, I'm just assuming it's on her back. Oh, uh, so, sorry. Excuse me. Good morning, sir. Uh, thank you so much for all of your hard work. Um, if there's ever anything that I could do for you, please let me know. Yes. We will light the fires of revolution and we will see that which defies us burn. She will, when he says that, she'll light up a sacred flame in her hand and just nod and then extinguish it. Yes. And there it is, kids. My one martial spell. Have fun with that. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah, he's been uh, him. He's he's definitely got more social, which is a good thing. He's been less yelling. <laughs> but that's good. Your house training, your axe. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Does he like Clever Stitch? Do you, did you say that? No, uh, no at, at this point, Clever Stitch is gonna, like... Did you say that? Save. Make a deck save. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. For, I mean, okay, good. <laughs> just, it just, wasn't... It wasn't, it wasn't an accent, I know. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> uh, good morning. Good morning, Stitch, and Treasure scoots over, because I imagine this is, like, bench-style seating when I think of it, so she scoots over so he can sit. Navi has, um, joined us, if you all don't mind. Uh, Sarayd, this is Navi. We found him last night as we were, uh, on our way to go meet with Kaz. We... Oh, God. Sorry, sorry. Good morning. <laughs> we found the cards. Uh, and he's kind of, Navi kind of sits down. <laughs> D- he's, he's quite nice. It's, you'll get used to it. Just don't, don't let him shake your hand. It's kind of wet and fishy. <laughs> I think um, as he sort of sits down, he's um, he's sort of looking directly at the vibrancy of um, of uh, of Saride and kind of like looks at the others and looks back and kind of goes, "Hello." Uh. He's Elven, right? He's half Elven. Yeah. Okay. She'll she'll. Slip into Elven and uh, good good morning. It's it's very nice to meet you. And if you did anything that helped my friends last night, I'm forever in your debt. Well, the pleasure was all mine. Um, to be honest, uh, um, they helped me find something that I was looking for. Uh, they're usually very good find. <laughs> they're very good finders, like Hufflepuffs. <laughs> Do you um? Are you are you from the Feywilds? Are you you alright? You okay there, friend? Hello. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh, no. Um no I'm not. Um I, I don't think so. Um that's probably for the best at this point, eh? I think, like, throughout all of this, um, the, the the eye contact is very much kind of there the entire time, like very much on your eyes uh there's there's as mentioned previously there's something uh slightly uncanny valley about uh this uh poor creature something ever so slightly psychotic uh, um uh, what's it called um sleep demon uh, <laughs> uh sleep paralysis demon about him um and he kind of uh <laughs> and once once he's sort of like said this he kind of waits expectantly for uh for, for you to for you to I, say anything else and then kind I, of like I keep visualizing salad fingers. <laughs> oh, yes. just not green. Very, very pallid. Very pale, um, with sort of dark rings under his eyes. So yes, very much like uh, salad fingers. Actually, now that I think about it, fuck. Uh, <laughs> um, and he kind of like he looks at you and furrows a kind of um, a, a hairless brow and uh, kind of nods a couple of times to himself and takes out the the deck of cards again and kind of like 
I think during the night he's been um, he's been sort of like looking at each of the card and kind of studying it and trying to like really try and connect to it. And then if there's nothing from that one, he sort of goes to the next one and then and does the same. And it takes takes him a little bit of time to kind of like really study. And I think he goes back to that um, at the table. Do I remember the deck or did Kaz have the deck? Uh, you remember the events surrounding Tauroth's deck, uh, back in... Okay, a so city I, ago. this is not a new piece of equipment to me. The, uh, you, the, the specific deck is new. You can tell it is different than Tauroth's, but the, the existence of them in general is not, is not news. Grays, where's breakfast? It's on its way. That's, uh, all right, one moment, last. He backs his way out of the kitchen with just, like, arms laden with uh, the waiter thing where it's the plate on the hand, plate on the forearm, plate, yeah. like, tucked against the chest. Comes in, and he walks out. Wait, the stones, you're an upsetting one. And he slides everything out. I'll be back with drinks. <laughs> he just turns around and walks back into the kitchen. Comes back a minute. Holding the tankers. Great. That's for you. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you lot, I keep turning up with interesting people. Let's say. You know, I'm you were one of our interesting people nice. too, so I'd watch your mouth. You keep meeting people that are, offend your sensibilities, and we're turning out fine. Let's say. Grace, pleasure to meet you. Um, for Narvi, who's never met Grizz before is a short, stocky dwarf. Uh, he has, like, a close-cut, like, mohawk, his beard, uh, which currently is covered with a hairnet. Um, he has a really tightly braided beard. Um, uh, he has, like, a leather jerkin on, like, leather armor, um, but it has all, like, the extra pockets and stuff that, like, a chef's coat has. It has the half-collar yeah. fold. Um, the belt that crosses his chest has, has a large uh, chef's knife attached to it. Um, his bracers that also have the handles of knives poking out. Um, and then like loose, not very form-fitting like chef's pants. Yeah. Um, and then, checkered. yeah. Absolutely <laughs> Yeah, just uh, very much uh, uh, it looks like a combat-ready cook. Um, yeah, and so yeah, he... Uh, I think I think uh, Navi sort of like shuffles the the, the deck into a, 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 a uh, an inside pocket, kind of does that half half sort of stooped uh, stand up of someone on a stool, like on a on a you know on, on a bench kind of thing, and kind of gives you a, gives you his hand um, as uh, as he stands. Um, as I've said, he he's uh, very very pale, um, entirely bald, um, uh, half elf uh, with. Um, with that's quite tall. Um, I, even even with the stoop, he's probably sort of five seven, um, five eight, um, and you can tell you can tell that 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 would would grow. He ha- he wears um, fairly nondescript clothing, um, a sort of soft leather um, uh, uh, jacket um, with with a small hood. Um, uh, you can see under all of the all of the clothing that you can see on him, uh, there is a slight sort of um, uh, 
like a, a an extra layer of like of like bandage that has evidently been sort of bandaged all the way. Um, no weapons, but uh, there is a sort of necklace um, or like a, a thong on his uh, on his uh, sort of around his neck uh, with two coins um, and um, a small locket um, that sort of dangles from his from his um, from his uh, neck, and he kind of extends a hand in a fairly weak kind of like um he's got that sort of predatory movement apart from his hands which just kind of fold out towards you and kind of like grip yours um right. with strength i don't, I don't uh, like this i don't like this at all <laughs> it's a uh, real pleasure to meet you and i um, sort of look over at stitch uh clever stitch to see as though you know like it's the kind of He's, he's just going to nod and then kind of look to Sarai, nod, and look back. <laughs> well, I brought enough for everyone. And so he just pushes the plates around. It's just a smorgasbord, like a brunch buffet that Grizz brought to the table. Nice. Nice. Uh, and help yourself, let's say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, She's going to wait until Narvi eats because I want to see what this looks like. Navi Navi takes takes a small plate and kind of um sets it down in front of him, pours pours uh, a bit of ale and then uh takes the deck of cards and starts uh looking through the deck of cards, um not having eaten anything so far. Have I I forget, just because Matthew has terrible memory. Um did we cause we didn't really get a chance to ask Narvi how long he's been in town. Or if he like what he was looking for, other than the cards, did we? Like we never got a chance. You, to you guys that. have had very little. Um, That's what I thought. Because <laughs> it was kind of hi, hello. Do you know where this person is? Oh, the person that we're trying to chase is running away. Let's go right now. Right now, <laughs> right. and then we're yeah. bringing a man back to life using fate itself. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, got it. <clears throat> um, must be Monday. Must be Monday. Um. All right, so Navi, do you? We are sort of a group that is that came here for reasons other than what we found you for, um, and we were planning on heading out soon, pro- probably sooner rather than later, to Dragonopolis. Have you ever heard of? Or I assume you wouldn't have been to, but heard of the city. He closes closes his eyes for a second and sort of furrows his brow and kind of goes, "No." All right. Um, how long have you uh, been in Kerdian? If you don't Not long. mind my asking. Not long. I'm looking for guards. Um, I found them. And now? Uh, Cody. Yes. May I? May I? May I make some form of check on? Essentially, I think uh, Navi is uh, trying to find any 
uh, past information that could help him to answer this question. I don't know whether that's anything that you can help me with. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, roll me a... Uh, first, roll me a percentile. Oh, going straight for that. That is um, 87. Okay. Uh, let's see. 75. Okay. So, um, as Narvi is, is struggling uh, to sort of find an answer, um, his fish hands slip and and his cards sort of sort of flop onto onto the floor um who's sitting next to narvi not it not it okay then the other two are it there you go Grizz and I have like, seen death. We're not doing this. <laughs> Grizz is sitting directly across from Narvi, and he leans over to Sir and He's like, "He's not eating anything. Why isn't he eating anything?" <laughs> it's okay. I assure you, during this time, Treasure has been kind of like with a fork dangling it in front of Narvi's mouth to see if anything happens. <laughs> what is this anglerfish you guys brought home? <laughs> I He's love him. Friend. I will die for him. He's but what friend. the fuck, guys? As the cards go go scattering across across the floor, um, as sometimes they are wont to do, a a singular card falls face up. Um, Clever Stitch, you, I'll say it probably falls on your side. He was sort of addressing you. Um, so he, he, he probably angled ever so slightly, uh, with, with the fish hands in your direction. So as you kind of look down and Narvi, you, you take a look to trying to recollect what is the singular thing you know to be important to you at this moment. Um, there is a, there is a, a card face up and it is, uh, again, a circular card, but in this one, Clever Stitch, and you were paying pretty good attention last night. Uh, everybody was. There, there is no dichotomy to this card. There is, uh, whereas when the game is usually played, there's kind of a yin-yang, like two potential events, right? A, a, um, a face up or, or, and, uh, upright and, and inverted, uh, tarot card sort of styling Mm -hmm. to them. Except for this one. This one has a a clear depiction of Narvi um, on his knees, his wrists tied uh, out, his hands once more in this flopped position. And, and blood dripping from them onto the floor in what is a near ocean-like uh, depiction into the foreground. In the background, you see three somewhat shadowed figures. And, and like a gif or like a kind of like a, a holographic card 
right? When you when you turn it, you you get you get just three bits of movement. You know what I mean? Um, there is a fey figure, um, a ladron, perhaps, or or more. Um, that is seen cutting, uh, applying the cuts on, on Narvi's wrists. Hmm. Um, it, it is near Dryad or, or the nature is, is infused in this figure and and other than that, you can see just sort of these these stag-like horns uh, in in the shadow of their silhouette. When they come forward, the hair is green in the way um, fresh leaves and mm-hmm. and regrown grass are green. Um, it is it is the most colorful you have seen one of these these cards and it's almost as though all the color drains out of Narvi into the surrounding uh, bit of the card mm-hmm. the other two shadowed figures one of them uh, seems to be hooded um, just from you can tell from the from the silhouette um, and the third one is is large. Um, they're, they're not in a row. They're in a stack. So there's the biggest one, the stag head, and then the hooded figure closest. But in the, in the gif, right, the stag head mm-hmm. comes to the front, performs the two cuts, and then, and then he's placed back. So, sorry, just uh, for clarity's sake, uh, do I see this as well as... Um, yeah. As, yes, as you the... do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Um, and uh, I think it is entirely up to you, to be quite honest, uh, Cody, as to whether this stirs a kind of... a response from uh, Na'vi to a certain extent, I think. Like, make, um, a, um, make a wisdom saving throw. Excellent, thank you. Hap- oh, no. oh, God. Oh, Cody, no. <laughs> uh, that was a four. A four? Um, yeah, you. so you are under the frightened condition. Uh, you cannot go closer to that card. In fact, Narvi's eyes sort of roll up in his head, and he he jumps to his feet. The chair comes comes stumbling back across the floor, and um and and he begins to back away in in oh. horror. Clever Stitch will reach for the card and grab it. Yeah, um, you, yeah. The, as when when you pick it up, like it's. It's there. No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to be able to like, and he'll, he'll kind of like hold it, but, and not like, obviously not motioning it forward, like, to scare it. but no, um, just, uh, <laughs> um, get back, back, ye beast, back to whence you can, but no, um, he'll like, it's, um, he'll, 
he'll just kind of like put it back on the table. Um, sure. The, so like the whole deck fell. So you just kind of collect yeah. all of it up. Yeah. Once the card's sort of safely tucked back in the deck, Narvi, you're you're slowly beginning to regain um, some control. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think during my time up uh stood up um you see sort of like motes of dust start to kind of like um start to swirl slightly around around navi as he as you can sort of see his kind of hands kind of like fidgeting slightly and like um shaking and they are they are alert now they are like fully kind of um and as uh, as the deck is kind of reshuffled um the the dust sort of floats to the floor again and he kind of um looks from the cards to all of you and says, um, uh, I'm sorry. Um, I don't, I don't remember. Um, I don't. No need to be sorry. Calm yourself. That's, you're fine. What do you remember? What do you know? Kind of sort of looks at you for a second with that like flat stare, um, almost looking through you and kind of, he says, um, cold. Um, Dark. And then this town Treasure's going to write his chair, like, just help him sit down, and she's going to give him a glass of water, but she's going to hold on to that glass so that if he's shaking, he doesn't just drop it. So Ryan's, like, nodding, and she's going to reach out to start to give him bardic inspiration, and then remember that she can't, and we'll just um, put her hand on his if she, if if he's close enough yeah and, i think and like and like nod at, at treasure yeah i think um the, the i think navi's hands are on the table um as he sort of sits down they kind of go onto the table and uh sit there um uh palms splayed sort of upwards um he absolutely no offense uh but he he kind of ignores the glass of water um and says to you all um i don't know what happened before um um i did know i needed to find the deck I found the deck. What happens now is not written. Um. If clearly what you saw just now frightened you, however, um, I apologize if you didn't want me to see it, but it was kind of there. Part of it, our, our 
plans for now are to go to Dragonopolis, but after this, um, <clears throat> some of us at least, I don't, I don't want to speak for everybody, but there are some things to do in the Feywild, and problems to solve there, after, prob probably after this, and what little I could see from that deck just now might have a connection there. If you would like to come along. And he thinks about it for a uh, few moments and then says, um, You helped me find the cards. I'll, I can help you in return. If you would have me. He'll look um, to the rest of everybody here. On one condition. And she'll, like, kind of lean in. You need to eat something. <laughs> um, Navi looks down at the plate of food and looks up at, uh, uh, at uh, Grizz. Um, uh, <laughs> who, who, it was just uh, intent. Like, as soon as it's, like, eat something, he's like... <laughs> he gave him the food. Uh, I think... He, what, what, what is the food? Sorry, remind me of the the, the uh, like the, a brunch buffet. You've got a frittata in front of you. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think I think he will sort of like pick um, a corner of the frittata off. Um, sounds so much better in the American accent than the British. <laughs> the frittata um, and kind of puts it in his mouth. Yeah, and chew it. I'm kind of. I, I'm about to be. I'm about to be really. You watch your next words very carefully, lad. What if he if he doesn't want to eat? He maybe wants to we eat. Don't make him eat. You wait. <laughs> this is I'd important. Like <laughs> What I'd like to do, Cody, is I'd like to pretend. Uh, I'd really like to. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to push it to the side of my mouth and mm -hmm. kind of open the mouth. <laughs> Make a sleight of hand check. Sleight of mouth check. Yeah. Slide of mouth. Uh, do this at advantage. Uh, <laughs> and that's twenty. That was yeah. a twenty. Twenty-three. What is your I'm, passive perception, Grace? Passive perception is nineteen. Yeah. I was gonna say I have, or do I? Am I still at the negative four as well from the resurrection ritual, right? Or so we're ritual, gonna but... say it's been enough days for you to. Okay. So no. so it, it probably would have taken the days necessary for for Saride to reacclimate. So I know I I probably said like. Tauros thing was immediately the next day. I'm actually going to put those those days in there um, because otherwise, Grizz, we we have to wait for Grizz and we have to wait yeah. for Sarai. So, uh, wait, yeah, I'm fine if you want to come with us. I never trust anything that doesn't eat. That's a or everything either exists to eat or be eaten. That's why, you, yeah. All right, All yeah, right. you're good. Can I do a check because? performance pass to see if he actually swallowed or not um, god this is college all over again all right yeah. <laughs> make a um, don't ask a man if he's swallowed or not come on that's rude 
Uh, first, make a make an insight check, um, and and Narvi make a make a deception check. Let's see if um, nice. if you have a reason to to doubt him. Again, I am at uh, at advantage because of uh, who I am. Because of reasons. Uh, <laughs> that was a fifteen plus uh, six, so twenty one. Twenty one. Okay, so uh, yeah, go ahead and make the Hello, new best friend, Fish Boy. <laughs> make a make a perception check. It's a ride. Twenty five. That, that beats the twenty three. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you 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 do. You're, you're looking at him, and you're kind of seeing there's a um, there's a part of his cheek that bulges ever so slightly. I know that trick. Uh, she'll she'll make sure she gets his eyes and give him a wink. <laughs> he sort of looks at you and kind of the the already very wide eyes kind of go a little bit wider. And go... <laughs> um, says um, this was good, Chris. Um. Sorry. Oh, God, these mm-hmm. fucking accents. I'm done now. Um, <laughs> um, would you mind terribly if you showed me around your uh, your kitchen real quick? I had a question about bread. She's got to give him a chance to spit it out. Uh, yeah, they say, right, right for me, yeah. Um, I find nothing more soothing it- than watching people make bread. You are... Yeah, you're also interested in their butter, right? And he grabs like two rolls off the table as they leave and yes. it's just like eating. Is he just eating out of a stick of butter? No, he I, I reached over and grabbed I grabbed food off the table as he like led you to the kitchen. I was gonna say, what is, is this elder eating as he goes? I think the elven word is keto and he just takes it's a bite. Artisan. Of butter. <laughs> Um, while they're gone uh, Clever Stitch is gonna look to Narby and um, also um, no offense but uh, how good are you at you you were quite good at chasing somebody the other day but in a fight are you as capable there as you were chasing someone because this is we are going into Dragonopolis, the city of dragons, where they kill things that aren't dragons, I'm sure. Um, and he kind of like looks at you um, and tries to... Uh, he, he looks as though um, he's... Uh, as he's taking the piece of <laughs> Fratata out of his mouth, he kind of like looks at you and, uh, and goes, I can fight... Um, would you like to see? Uh, sure. He's not. He's still not wearing any like equipment, right? Like he still doesn't have any equipment with him. No. Okay. Um, sure. Do you need like weapons in armor, or are you a non-weapon wielding weirdo? <laughs> um, I, I think. Um... At that, uh, he kind of um, puts one hand um, 
sort of on the table um and you can sort of see uh the sort of motes of dust start to kind of like coalesce again uh similarly kind of like all of the like kind of grime from the grain of the wood uh start to sort of like come up and uh starts to form and as he kind of brings his hand up um a a sort of dagger is kind of in his um in his fists or like with the um the the end on in the table there's this um the dagger looks uh, as though it's sort of been hewn out of like an incredibly sort of matte black um uh sort of stone it almost looks like kind of matte black obsidian kind of uh thing um uh with um a um a number of sort of um uh, runes um down the down the kind of the center uh point um and he he kind of looks at you and um not not like you know kind of uh, uh there's there's no kind of uh you know uh, showing off or anything like that and he kind of um brings the hand up slightly and it becomes a um a mace uh, that looks made of something fairly similar this kind of like dark um stone uh it would seem and he kind of um brings it down um and pops his hand um one hand on the other um yet again neat can i do a arcana check to see what just happened <laughs> sure yeah go for it treasure just slides the cinnamon rolls away from all of that <laughs> get that dust away from these cinnamon rolls <laughs> Um, ooh, that's a 21. Uh, yeah, I think you are, you are familiar with this, um, uh, in some ways it reminds you of Olorun, uh, before he acquired Dawnbringer. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay, interesting. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Neat. Huh. Alright. Well, uh, looks like you don't need any weapons. Do you need armor? I think we have armor, or we can at least get some armor. I am, um, I am okay. Thank you ever so much. Uh, kind of like oh, looks right. as though he concentrated whilst he said that, as though to, to make sure that he got that correct. Thank you ever so much. Uh, Bye. Um, and then he'll just start eating because it is kind of looks uh, down for a second and kind of looks back up and says um, I apologize if my manner is not what you would expect from someone of not um not been around people for a while um is i think perhaps i'm giving myself too much artistic license here but um since the moment of recognition from the card um there is a, a slight hint more hint of kind of normalcy to him mm. uh, kind of uh he he frowns ever so slightly and says um Before there was nothing in my mind, uh, no memory, nothing. Um, 
there is more now. Um, enough for me to be able to thank you for for what you've done. I am aware that I look and come across strange. Um, but you stopped and you have spoken to me. Uh, and he kind of like, <laughs> kind of looks uh, at you again, um, sort of out of this trance, and kind of looks over to um, to Treasure and kind of goes, um, "Yeah, well," and sort of hunkers down and starts to <laughs> sort of self consciously like flick through the cards again slightly. It's, um, it's all right. Um, I mean, you know, you meet all sorts of people. In this, um, in this profession, you know, it's not really a profession, but this walk of life. So, you know, it is what it is. You learn to roll with the punches, and even though, you know, I'm I joked earlier with Saride just to because she seemed shocked as we all were, but you you're all right. And honestly, sir, you're calling yourself strange as you're sitting next to a giant snow leopard and a golden beefling that can be seen from halfway across the bazaar. <laughs> sort of looks up and kind of... There's there's like a, a shake of the shoulders, as like, almost a whisper of a chuckle kind of thing, and he kind of <laughs> nods a couple of times and uh, goes back to going through the cards um, for a second. Chris, how are you feeling? Feeling. It's difficult. Right, that's a... Uh, fine physically. A chance in the kitchen's put my mind at ease a bit. I'm glad. That's I good. I know that... But I know that I owe you. And so... 60 gold. 60 gold. Right, and I haven't had a chance to pay it back. I realised that I kind of dragged you into my old mess with the mind flare business and all that. But if you want, we'll have me along. That's the Black King sent me to to help. At least a little bit. So if you don't mind me tagging along, maybe eventually I'll find that 60 gold to pay back. Maybe. I think. Um... I really, you have to run it by the group. That's uh, that Narvi character, and that's he's got to vote. He is odd, but I think he's kind of sweet, really. You know, it like seems a... all right. We'll see. As he took one bite the entire breakfast. He took a single bite. So makes you wonder what he does eat. I'm not sure. Um, he. You may not want to spend too much time cooking for him, though. We'll see. We'll see. Um, he seems he seems right enough. Um, I mean, no more so than the rest of us, I suppose. <laughs> right. I. Yeah, you're right. 
And I never got, I haven't had a chance to really thank you for what you did, though. That's a. You have paid a price, I think. To me, that's a. We haven't known each other that long, and you have gone through some fundamental changes yourself. Change is necessary, mm. and it's harder for my kind to do. It happens so incrementally, we never feel it or really see it. We definitely don't learn from anything, but my whole existence, I've only been told that I was good for one thing. I was pretty, and that's it. And I've always You're pretty. Loved, I know I am, thank you. And that's not changed, but I... I never thought I was worth anything else. And I never thought the gods were real. Hell, I went to college with two of them. But I'm more than just my parents' daughter. And I wouldn't have found that if you hadn't helped me. So you don't owe me anything. Except the 60 gold. Don't think I fucking forgot. And... I'd say, and the interest, you brought up the interest, and that's, we'll do the math later. Well, have, Stitch seems good at math, right? We'll have, that's why you call him clever. <laughs> he's really, he's so really we'll have him do the arithmetic. That's, that's all he's good at. Uh, as I was saying, we'll have him do the arithmetic to figure out what the, all that nonsense is, how much I actually owe you. Um, but before you start getting a swollen head, I need you to know I didn't do this for you. I did it for Benedict. Yeah. You really got to start pronouncing the T. It sounds like you're insulting my badger. Saying that he's been a dick. Oh, really? I thought it was more like he has a good one. Anyway, uh, yes, I will start putting... He's a badger. Let's not get too hard. Like <laughs> I was what I was up until about 48 hours ago. So it's going to be some some learn, some growing right, things so on anything this. Anything can happen. And he's going to start walking around his hind legs talking to people that haven't cast spells to talk to him and you're going to fall in love with the badger and Thosin, huh? Is that what you're... Cause that's, How dare you? I'm you're the one writing this fan slot. Right, can we get back to, <laughs> to the butter, the food? That's you wanted to see the kitchens. Let's... I did, okay. yep. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out they actually conjure the cow and then we'll gradiate... <laughs> You guys rejoin each other, and and for a moment or two, the breakfast is uh, normal, at the very least. Uh, it's it's uh, it's odd, for sure. Um, you guys don't, none of you, I think, remember the last time you had a meal at a table that. Uh, that anyone else looking would have passed for average. And as the food is finished and uh, Benedict does his best to keep the floors clean and keep Frederick uh, on uh, on top of his deliveries, uh, your conversation turns towards the day and and where you would like to begin 
So we need information, yeah? About Dragonopolis. And yes. of course, uh, what to do if you run into a dragon? You know, besides run and scream. Well, that, that does beg the question. Um, what exactly is our plan once we get there? Are we going to fight them or are we going to try to talk to them? So that's the thing, right? Is that they were pissed at us for kicking them out of the forge, right? Which is why we heard tales that they were angry and probably coming. So do we... We don't really have the power to strike up a deal with them to for shared custody of the forge anymore. With the Black King having taken it back over and all, right? Right, but there is the issue of the game. And I think maybe they might be interested in that. Yeah. Um, have Grizz and... No, probably not Narvi. Sorry, Tom. Does, is Because is the game also, like, kind of known about in this section of the continent by anybody other than the dragons since they have been sequestered? Let's find out. Uh, Grizz, make me a history check. And how old is Grizz? Uh, Grizz is probably, like mid 50s so he's a younger dwarf okay i think like cool. yeah awesome uh that is a dirty 20 a dirty 20 okay so grizz given that you were raised within the house of shield you do have some ties to eastern lickdrocht at the very least in a sort of bedtime stories and uh a lot of history was destroyed when the Black King fell. Uh, so, but the story of his exodus from the East and and why uh, he left is is told. So you have an inkling of the Great Game. Um, you have an inkling that there are there are odd, um, not deities, but but agents that uh, one of which overtook the the dwarven people of the um, is it of the eastern scale mountains I believe and uh, that the the black king you know led their forces against him and and when it was found that they were lost he led the exodus from from the east to the west of the dwarves and the, and the giants. So you understand vaguely, uh, how, at least in a distant way, at least in kind of a historical way, right? The way, um, I guess the way Americans learn about like the revolution, you know what I mean? Like, like you, okay. you have some, you have some understanding about it and it is, but it's, you know, widely taught in kind of a slightly overblown or, or dramatized, uh, uh, way. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you have a, at least a touchstone for it. Um, okay. Narvi, you, the mention of the great game doesn't, doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. 
Sorry, bud. <laughs> Don't be. <laughs> Do we... Is it a good idea to unleash the dragons back upon the east? I'm going to say no to that. I'm going to give I... a firm no on unleashing dragons on the east. I mean, unleash is like a violent word. Um, but... uh, and dragons are pretty violent. That's, I think, a good... I think unleashed is kind of a good a good term here. But I, I do agree with Stitch. We don't really have anything to bargain with, especially not with dragons. And then at the same time, we don't exactly have a force of nature to do much about them. It says the not. force of nature. <laughs> but even with treasure, I'd rather not wage a war that even the game could not solidly win without just sequestering them and saying, we won! You guys can't come over here! We win! You know? I, But I also yeah, I don't really know what to bargain with. I have an idea. How about before we make a decision about what exactly we're going to do, Let's do a little research into what exactly we're going to get ourselves into so that then we've got some possibilities as to what we can even do. Fair enough. Let's see. So, to the library, but the actual library, not the bar library. Right. Uh, Cody, I've yeah. been running around town doing a lot of stupid for this past two weeks Yeah. Uh, with uh, Mordekainen's Faithful Pigeon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, during all this rumor spreading, mm -hmm. um, did I pick up anything useful <laughs> of, like, my own sheer dumb luck? Uh, I'll tell you what. Roll me a, an investigation check first. God, I hope I roll above a 10 today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, a 19 altogether. Okay, roll me a percentile. There's apparently a lot of pigeon rumor spreading. Well, you and Sirak had nothing better to do. What What did you expect you guys to do? <laughs> uh, 15, which that could be very good or very bad. Ooh. Uh, a 13. I rolled under you. So you, uh, so you do get something here. Um... Nothing specific about dragons, but you've gotten a pretty decent lay of the land as to where to find information, right? Um, the southwestern district is the most natural, and near around there is the most religious uh, place. The center of the town where the uh, Cardian United. I know it's an airline. I don't know why anymore. Uh, I didn't know why in the beginning. Uh, where that is um, definitely is the strongest arcana. You guys do have some points of contact there uh, with Professor... Uh, what was his name? Uh, Asmendus? Hmm. Oh, right. Professor Iron Man. <laughs> um, is he dead? 
Don't give me that you haven't checked bullshit, because I have been around. I would have checked. So he's not dead. <laughs> he's not dead. Is he, do you know what I'm asking? Is okay. he fucked? Uh, well, actually, today is probably the day you guys have to deal with the... Um... Who's us? There are nurses in this place. Okay. Fine, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and as we're having this conversation, she just goes, shit, and just grabs her spear and starts running out of the room. Also, it's, what is oh, this, she, what is the university called? Oh, right, it's Mendes. <laughs> What's the university called? Caridian U. Caridian United, where your education takes flight. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Um treasure so uh so the central thing definitely would have history books um oddly enough the bar library you think would also have a fair amount of knowledge it is um you've noticed because they were the people that wouldn't let you in uh you kept trying to go in i have absolutely no doubt um oh yeah in different costumes every day (laughs) every day every day uh, the the elite of the city, as well as the next generation of uh, of upper crust, right, mm. tend to frequent there. And these are top educators. This is a town. This is a a sapiosexual town, right? This this is a place where knowledge and wisdom and and intelligence are extremely highly valued. Uh, so that seems to be kind of their private. Uh, social club at the very least. Um, you guys also do know that any sort of illicit research, you have a, you have a way to find, uh, find a place into there. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so you have three or four good points of contact that your previous adventures have kind of pre-built for you. Well, and is this town run by like is Caradion run by the university or is there also a, like a city council or mayor or so it's, whatever it seems to primarily definitely the rest of the city popped up around the university right okay. so but what you find now is that and clever Stitch, you you've had your ear to the ground uh pre- pretty well right there is a council uh that they, none of them are on the council is like their main job, right? They're all educators okay. or administrators. If not in Caridian U, in these like offshoot colleges mm. that exist for the other full spellcasting classes, essentially, God. right? Um, yeah, for the Druids and the that. Clerics in the Southwest, there is a, a Bardic college here, although it is um, it is like the community school, so they don't even, you know... Um, it's the arts. It's the art school. Uh, That's where Jeff Winger comes from. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then in in the center, right, sorcerers and wizards, um, sure. do and artificers do do the bulk of their research, and okay. very much. Um, this was a city founded by. The first races, right? We're talking dwarves and elves. Gotcha. Uh, dwarves, elves, and dragons yeah. are, are the people that, that laid the foundations here. Before the okay. small folk, before humans, before uh, the the 
mid breeds of of tiefling, tiefling, and uh, and dragonborn and half dragon before any of that nonsense. When people woke up out of the mud, they're like, "Hey, all right, let's learn some magic." Yeah. So. I got a question. Um, is there a chance that any of the people that we had saved from the Mind Flayers, whether it's our Brain in the Jar, Frederick, or any of the others, have a admissions card to get into the library? Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, you... Was Frederick the Brain in the Jar? He was. Frederick was the Brain in the Jar that Treasure made friends uh, with. Yeah. I forgot who my waiter was then. I, I think knew the waiter there was... was Patrick. Doesn't matter. Dan. It's a new waiter today. Frederick, Patrick. Kyle. Kyle. The new one is Kyle. New one is Kyle. <laughs> From what I saw, uh, I think the last uh, the last waiter has definitely taken the leave uh, leave of absence. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He put uh, in his two weeks just in case Grizz ever came back. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. So. Um. Yes. Well. The, well. Professor Asmendis will definitely have access to the library, as would his daughter Sarah. Um. You can check in with the brain in the jar. It's been at least four or five days since since that happened. Uh. Since you took the hospital of brain in a jar. Um. And then there were all the other brains that you guys took out. Uh, well, that you. When you fought the Mind Flayers, you guys were a little distracted by other things. Um, have you done anything in the meantime for the brains in the jars? I mean, it's been five days. You guys are pretty busy, though. Uh, we fed them, <laughs> yeah, we fed them to yeah. Narvi. <laughs> Luckily, Narvi was, was nowhere to be found for that one. Uh Treasure would have gone back, especially remembering Frederick, who she made friends with, and just brought the hospital this cart of brains. Okay. All right. Like, um, I have no idea how to fix this. This seems like it is above my pay grade and above what a Band-Aid can do. So, <laughs> since, yeah. since this place is sapiosexual, is a brain in a jar the same thing as a dick in a box? Hmm. Ah. <laughs> Yes, thank you. It's Answer a brain in a job. Question, Cody. <laughs> brain in a job. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so ride. You you've run out of the little empire. Where are you headed? Me, me and Grace. Wherever the fuck as Mendes yep. is. Uh, you think he might be at home? Unless you. Where did we took him somewhere? We specifically took him to. A hospital or a somewhere that could start looking at him. Okay, all right. That I, I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you had dead people, and yes. we're going through fate and class changes. You guys stopped thinking about Ismendis and and Sarah real quick, which I I completely understand. But let's. Let's be clear. Your focus was definitely elsewhere. Yeah, then he's at his house. Uh, so I know where his house is. You do know where his house is. Yeah, no, you took him to the hospital. He, you got, you guys head there. Um, as you make your way in, there is uh, fewer people in in the waiting room. 
as you guys m- make your way in, you you know the receptionist now, uh, at least through through reputation, if not uh, if not by by name, um, Mnini. Morning, Barbara. Morning, Teride. Oh shit, you're you're not Barbara. Sorry. Uh, no, Mnini. Hey, where I can will you point us in the direction of uh, is Mendes's room? All uh, right. Uh, she gives you the directions down down the halls. Um, so as you 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 take off at a at a sprint, uh, you guys come bursting in into the room, and um, as Grizz and I Kramer don't be a mind flare, don't, mind flare. don't be a mind flare. Uh. As you guys come bursting into the room, um, there is what's the name of the doctor that specialized in head traumas? Uh, that was was that Arcanist Sadul? Yes. Or no? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. Arcanist Sadul. Uh, he is there, and Professor Esmendis is strapped down. Um, Sarah is in the room. She has her um, steel defender owl bird hawk thing, uh, kind of shining light, very much like a spotlight um, on on the professor. They're doing uh, sort of visual checks. You see them kind of opening his eyes and um, sitting on the bed on the on the chest of the strapped down uh Esmendis is Screebers um who is uh you, he's he's kind of doing this like whack-a-mole thing he's gonna on be his fine. face um and you just hear Sorak easy I know what I'm doing actually I'm not 100%, but I know when your skin bulges, it's bad. Stop it! Um, We're here to help. He, he seems fine. Oh. Grace! My friends, welcome back. It's been a... Um, eventful... days. I'm afraid Professor Asmendus here is... Running out of time, Janelle. Sorry, I'm looking to see what I have that'll pull worms out of people. <laughs> the clamps. <laughs> Give them the clamps. <laughs> Give them the clamps. Right. Uh, right. Oh, I left those in my room. Apologies. I um, appreciate the sense of urgency you had, Willa. Telling us that. What goes and looks over at what Scre- Grizz walks over to see what Screebers is slapping. Uh, have you seen Evolution? Uh, yes, it's been a while. but The scene with Orlando Jones where the bug is under his skin, mm-hmm. crawling around. Yeah. It's that. You're talking the mummy scarabs? Yes, the mummy scarabs. Yeah. Yes. That is a better... Take the leg! Yep. Yep. 
Um, and there's there's multiples of them. And when Screebers kind of like catches one, it'll like go flat, and then he sees another one, and he starts. It's it's very much cat with a laser, kind of kind of happening at this point. But what you realize is that it's not. They're not multiple ones. They're they're very much like tentacles, um, creeping out from from like the back of his skull, and uh, a, an octopus or a squid that is very much laid flat out across his back and is is working its way over the front of of his body. All right, we need to flip him over, and she'll like get a hand under him and start to. I realize he's strapped down, so we're yes, he trying to do that under the straps. We've done a preliminary assessment of the rear um, of his back. He's experiencing a symbiotic melding throughout his spinal cord. It is dangerous, to say the least, as far as removing this creature, but we've been able to keep it out of his mind. His physical brain remains unaltered, and currently that is our best delaying tactic, as it were. We've considered implanting his mind into one of the preservation tanks that Treasure has brought forth. Most of those minds were altered in some meaningful ways, and their capacity for independent thought was ruined, as it were. Can I... Um... If I put my hand on the back of his neck, can I feel the octopus head? Um, the head is not on the back of his neck, but when you put your hand there, at first you don't you don't feel any. You, it doesn't feel different, but when it then it kind of moves, you feel it undulate. Um, it's so you realize the, like the entirety of the back of his neck. You're you're not touching his neck. You're touching essentially all uh, like a uh, nest of tentacles. Phenomenal. Um, but this is, so this is all connected to one organism that is attached to its brain? Seem, uh, it hasn't made it to the brain yet, but it is attached right, to its brain. Yes, yes. one thing in there. Yes, one thing. One thing. Hard same, Tom. Hard same. Um, she's going to uh, focus specifically on this thing. I'm just trying this. Sure. She's going to cast command at fifth level. Okay. To flee. Okay. Wisdom save. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, that is a seven. Um, I don't think it's. What is your DC? I don't think fifteen. It, yeah, no, it's it's it doesn't have a plus eight for sure. You're good, Tom. You get back when you can. Um. So it uh, it begins to twist, and uh, you can feel it starting to writhe and move uh, away from 
you, because that is that is how the spell works, especially the command moment there. And uh, Professor Esmondus does sort of open his mouth into a, a gut-wrenching and, and powerful scream. Um, the... I'm just double-checking command. Um... You have no need to cast it at a higher level because that would just apply to more creatures. You're not telling more people to flee. Um, so in in the next six seconds, you see it um, rush sort of down his back and um, immediately the blood from within begins to uh, pool along along his back and wherever those, those kind of tentacles are. Uh, were and have begun to to slip out it um, comes writhing up out of it, his uh, mouth um, yeah Chris grabs it <laughs> yeah so so it is it is an octopus it is actually it's not terribly big by itself but it can like spread out very thin uh, you know what I mean and and screepers is there um and um, Professor Esmondes begins to seize uh, as Grizz, make me a um, I need to make a check to hold on to it. So uh, you can either make a grappling check or you can make a dexterity saving throw. Um, or if you think there's a better skill involved for, for this, I'll... Animal handling? Perfect. Take it. Uh, 18. 18, okay. Rolled a 9. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you're able to kind of uh, grab it, even though there are still some, some like, hook tentacles kind of reaching into his mouth. Um, the Professor Esmentis does begin to to sort of uh, seize a bit, and the, the doctor, you know, he's tries to get him back on his back and uh screepers is there so right i'd like you to make a medicine check with advantage as you and um arcanus thank you uh do your best to stabilize the professor Dirty 20 okay yeah absolutely absolutely you guys are able to get his breathing back under control. Um, you, there's some the releasing some of the um, built up blood that is putting pressure along on his spinal cord and on his brain, and um, and get him to a stable place. Does anybody watch Downton Abbey? Or something? No. Does anyone watch Downton Abbey when Lord Grantham's ulcer burst in the middle of a dinner and he was cheersing and then just just like out of mid-sentence started vomiting blood on everybody. It was all over his wife. It was like the scene of out of extra. That's all I'm seeing right now. Sorita's just covered. <laughs> um, <laughs> nicely done Sarai, you guys uh, do successfully save uh, Professor 
is Mendis from a, a threat of turning into a mind flayer that is not detailed anywhere in any of the books. Thanks, wizards. Really appreciate that. Um, even though it is Seriously, the same. Can I, get, can I get a jar or something? I don't like... It's trying, trying to get me. Once it's out, it, it rapidly oh, dies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back at 930 uh, you have saved the professor, and you guys can begin your your dragon research upon our return. So we're going to see what these guys get up to in just a few minutes. But until then, stay tuned. Come back, everybody. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Matthew, and I'm playing Clever Stitch, the arcane archer tabaxi. You're what? I'm Andrew. I'm playing Grizz, the Dwarven Cook, Beastmaster. Uh, I'm Tom, and I am playing uh, Navi, the Sleep Paralysis Demon, uh, and also Half half Elf uh, Fighter. Excuse me. Hi, I'm Chicken Wing, Chicken Wing, Hot Dog and Bologna, Megan, and I'm playing Saride, the Eladrin, the fuck am I? Uh, knowledge Cleric. <laughs> and I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Nightcrafter, the Tiefling Barbarian. All right, guys. So uh, when we left off, you guys had just uh, been able to save, prevent the transformation of uh, Professor Asmendis from uh, Asmendis from becoming a mind flare. Uh, Can I just say, like, covered in blood, she's going to look at, at the Arcanist and just say, do you concur? You should have concurred. Well, it's a good thing that I, in fact, do concur. All right. Chris looks at Saran and goes, he's being sarcastic, right? That's he's he's making a joke. Is he trying to make a joke? I am no idea. I am very much known as the cut up around the hospital. And he See now that's up, funny. He picks up the scum. That's that's a good one. That's... <laughs> he looks at the little dead octopus and he's just holding and just Puts it into his pocket. <laughs> when calamari shows up, we all just surprisingly don't eat it. We don't know why, but we just—he's not going to tell not, us. What are you talking about? None of this us, is, yeah, but none of us are just none of us are feeling seafood that day. This is going to be Durgar jerky all over again, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I as. A couple of minutes after they left, as we were finishing up, I think Claire yeah. Stitch was going to have a, um, like a, an aha moment mm-hmm. about what we can, what we can look for, not necessarily as a bargaining chip, but as a research okay. tangent. Great. Um, uh, Treasure and Navi, I, I have an idea, and I don't know if it's possible. However, so Kedion, anti-dragon. Right? Can't be a dragon. Can't fly over it as a dragon. Nothing dragon. Do we think there's a way that we can convince Kaedion to tell us how that works? And we can set it up at the forge? 
Maybe we steal a bell. Set up some magic. Buy a bell. Whatever it is. <laughs> However we want to do it. But... Because we don't really have anything to bargain with. We don't necessarily want to start a war. So what do we do other than murder all the dragons or unleash them upon the east? We Put up say, an electric fence? Yeah. <laughs> we say we don't make a decision and instead just make a safe haven, right? It's honestly not a bad idea. I mean, dwarves are well known for building things, so if we get them the plans and the kind of things they would need to build something like that. And we have we have the Eldrin and the Fey Elves in the forge. So there's magic of both types, right? There's like natural wild chaos magic and also building stone magic. And isn't that the kind of people who made this city to begin with? Yeah. And basically, just in, you can just see the fucking red string, um, <laughs> the conspiracy theories forming in Claristitia's head. Like, I, we might still have to, because I don't know exactly how long it would set up, take to set it up, obviously, but. So we might have to fend off a dragon or two. I'd rather fend off a dragon or two than 200. Right? That's my thought, too. Mm, I was actually going to go to the hospital to see if... Because I got a little idea. Uh, Frederick was doing any better. Mm. And if he is... Or if any of the other folks that we helped get back happened to have a library card they were willing to lend us, we might be able to get some of that information. Trust me, I've been trying to bust into that place all week. Into a it's library? Got some... Library. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I know they've got the good stuff there. Like, that's the place where all the high-end people went. There was, like, the desperate, caffeine-deprived college students. There was the half-high art students. And then there was this place, where you didn't go in there if you didn't smell like a million gold. Ah. Gross. Kind of looked down at myself and kind of go... Don't think I look like that. Um, you can spruce you up. You don't have to look or smell like a million gold, Narvi, to be worth a million gold. <laughs> uh, doesn't know how to take that. Kind of looks at you and kind of nods a second. Um, uh, <laughs> um, Cody, uh, in yes. my time here searching for information... Have I attained any uh, any sort of information that might be prudent to this? Whilst whilst Navi has been sort of like watching the tennis match of uh, of this conversation uh, with rapt kind of uh, attention, um, is there you know um, 
are, have there been any any people that I've sort of come across in my travels that seem like they're notably kind of um, more learned, um, who may seem like they are more uh, scribe uh, slash kind of um, li- library functionary kind of uh, role or anything like that um, on my travels? Um, make a make a history check. The answer can absolutely be no. Um, history. That's uh, okay. Uh, that's a 17. 12 plus 5. Okay. Um, roll a percentile for me. Yep. Oh, the irony of having proficiency in history. <laughs> <laughs> I have no Um, 48. Alright. Let's see how we do. 14. So, um, you know something. And what you know is this. You don't have a point of reference for somebody that has a library card, uh, or, or at least you're not sure. But you do know, uh, because you, you spent your days wandering into that seedy underground tavern whenever you could, um, that's where you have a stronger connection. And as you're here treasure described the library and and who it's for and 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 what it was some things begin to re pop into your mind um back in the in the underground right there was a variety of characters they seem to be working together and you're you're remembering them Acquiring clothes, you're remembering them um, talking schedule, you remember them talking a wide variety of of spells, Uh, but you're not, you know some of them, uh, know of some of them at least. Make an arcana check to to sort that out. Uh, Also plus five. That's a 15. Uh, no, sort of 16. 11 plus five. Mostly abjuration spells, some alarms, right? Also some, um, I'm not exactly sure the school of magic, but things like Mordenkainen's Magnificent Mansion, right? Extra dimensional space okay. spells. Um, and floor plans. You remember them having floor plans. Uh, you remember them having schematics and they were very secretive uh they the, these were the people that when treasure and the rest of them walked in uh very much like shuffled their stuff off and away um mm-hmm. only because you were there and you were very still and very kind of dead-eyed um did did you glean some of these things um, you, you're pretty sure that the, this group is planning some form of heist, uh, at, at the library. Okay. Um, and I would know these, uh, this group sort of by sight if I were to... You would, you would absolutely know them by sight, but you, you've picked up one name. Okay. Um, Raikkonen. 
Uh, okay, great. Um, I think during this sort of conversation, uh, my my, <laughs> my hand just sort of slowly starts to kind of raise um, uh, and and kind of like watching it happen. It's like. Yeah, yes, Navi. I think there might be another way in. Um, the accent's gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> some of the people from the where we met um, planning something, perhaps. Uh, if we could um, ally our skills with theirs, uh, we could gain access without uh, looking and looks down again a million gold. Um, All right. Just a theory. Yeah. All right. Um, shall we go get... Saride and Grizz and see about making our way into the library one way or another okay um sort of, uh, stretches out and kind of uh, lumbers up to his feet and looks one way and looks the other and kind of looks back at you both and is uh Where'd they go? I don't know. <laughs> I just so, heard Sarai say something along the lines of shit and rush out the door. Which can honestly mean a lot of things. Nods. Yeah. Grizz is my new bathroom, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Nods solemnly and starts walking out the door. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'll throw whatever money on the table is necessary for breakfast uh benedict comes over and and um the the server that's that's been riding him picks up starts cleaning cleaning up um benedict and he <laughs> clever stitch will look to the server um can you get off of him for a minute we well, kind uh, of need him um uh yeah, um, oh, all right. Yeah, I can do that. Um, all right, thank you. Thank, thank um, you, Benedict. Come on, Benedict. Um, can you find Grizz? He, he, he seemed to understand Grizz. Yep. Uh, find. Grizz. Go, go, Gadget, Benedict. Um, <laughs> um, I think, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah! With his with his advantage on perception, uh, he mm-hmm. got a natural twenty for yeah. sense of smell. So he is gonna bloodhound out Grizz. Um, he knows Grizz. Yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> and and so the the ranger's beast uh, leads you guys uh, to to the hospital. And and he insists on going in. He he yeah. He's not he's not taking no for for an answer. This human yeah. yeah. This black bear sized badger. Hell yeah. It's best if you just 
uh, and don't, I, through uh, trying to we, find Grizz and Sarai. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And sure. <laughs> Walking past you now, and... <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Treasure's just dragging along Narvi at this point. <laughs> Narvi <laughs> goes, goes to the desk and goes, Hello. <laughs> My name is Narvi. It's got to just starts a conversation. Sure, and, and the receptionist is like, Oh, um, you're going to have to wait. We have some other people ahead of you. Um, but you know what? Oh. I'll, I'll see if I can fast track you in to, to be seen as soon as possible. Um, here, let's, let's, um, let's take your vitals. Uh, and she'll, she'll uh, kind of... fine. This is fine. This is his happy face. He's doing uh, great. She looks at Treasure <laughs> like, uh, are you... Are you sure? And she's like reaching for his neck to to feel for a pulse. Looks, uh, I think um, uh, he kind of uh, looks down and kind of like the the looks down at the hand and kind of just dodges kind of out oh, of the way. Oh, all right, but, uh, okay. Um, um, if if you say so. Uh, yeah, that's well. Um, nice to meet you, oh, Navi. I'm. Mimi looks at Treasure and goes, "Okay," <laughs> and walks, sort of continues to walk towards where where the badger went. Uh, um, oh, all right, uh, <laughs> you guys uh, walk in. Benedict leads you in on, uh, you know, Saride uh, and and um, Grizz and um, Screevers. Everybody cleaning up the blood and and. And things of the of of the rest of it. Sarah is there tending to her dad. He is um, asleep. He's he's out. He's been through a lot, so um, it'll be a day or so before he's he's able to be worth anything in a conversation. Um, but yeah, you, you guys are mostly cleaned up at this point. I, I would say, given the travel time it takes uh, Benedict to to sniff you out, so. Benedict, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be working. Somebody's going to pay our bills. <laughs> and he, he kind of side thumps uh, Clever Stitch. We had to find you all one way or another, and it was going to be more important than... Bloodhound Benedict or nothing. Is everything all right? So, yeah, we have a plan. We have an idea. Plan is good. Kedion, um, anti-dragon. The forge, make it anti-dragon. Then we don't have to start war or unleash dragons. That sounds like a pretty good and well thought out plan. That's. I mean, it's not, but you know, it's the. It's I mean, the beginning you, it, of a plan. It's the beginning and end of a plan. You figure out point A and point C. For now us, we just a masterpiece. That's. Um. And in order to find out information, Navi, because we were thinking that we might have to go to the library and apparently you need a million gold. Um, and Navi knew of some people that might have a different way in if we ally ourselves with them temporarily. We, are we talking ice? Bro, I hope so. You see, for the first time, like a sort of very thin-lipped smile start to, <laughs> start to come from Narvi and goes, 
<laughs> okay, I was wrong. That is his happy face. Huh. Alert the nurse. <laughs> well, right well, Arcanist um, Hadul. Uh, oh, look- fuck. We're in front, right in front of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you are. Oh, well. So, Sarah doesn't care, right? Whatever. But Arcanist, an Arcanist Hadul, you guys have brought him brains in a jar and a dude eaten by a, by a mind flare. Like, he's, you know, you guys going on a heist is kind of the, the least of his worries. But he does find the medical anomaly of Narvi very interesting. He, he looks at Narvi and. Are you always this color? Oh my god, Arcanist to do. You can't just ask someone if they're always that color. It's purely medical, I assure you. I've heard that line before. <laughs> oh no. Arcanist to do looks at you and goes, I'm. We have a very accomplished mental health ward if you need to speak with someone. It's not fine. It's not your fault. I said I heard a line. I didn't say I fell for it. No. You don't. It's not your fault. And he goes to hug Grizz. (laughs) Grizz just takes the hug. He's like, there. There. It's not your fault. I don't know what this man looked like before, but he's 100% Robin Williams and Goodwill Hunting now. Uh, you're welcome. That was, yeah, that's, right. that's. Now I'd kind of like to see that mental health specialist. <laughs> I, I thought you might. It was right before, but yeah, that's it. Uh, I'll be outside, everybody. Come on, Benedict. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Benedict follows you. Um,. I think I think during the hug, uh, Navi, <laughs> Navi escapes. Yeah, Navi kind of like starts to back out and kind of goes, uh, uh, just, just goes, uh, and then leaves. Uh. Yeah, hospitals may not be the best place for Narvi. I'm, I'm going to say that's not your favorite terrain, my dude. Narvi has realized that. <laughs> <laughs> No hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys make your way out. Um, Screamer seems to have made his recovery. He is he is back on his feet at the very least. Um, you guys make definitely your... happy to see him. <laughs> Hi. How are you feeling, Screamers? You look a lot better. I didn't have a squid in me, so you know. That's that's definitely beneficial. Yeah. And Treasure takes a moment, squid in it. <gasps> and then it hits her what's a ride ran out the door about. <laughs> Scrapers took care of it. It's fine. Not this time. But you know, I'm in the background doing this and that. He has to go deliver a baby in the parking lot real quick. <laughs> That'll come up in season four. Yep. He's uh, been going to the community college. Yeah. Screepers is undeclared. He's too young to to tie himself down. Don't you guys remember? Pop, pop. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> so you make your way back. You've regrouped. You make your way 
to, uh, I guess, out on the street or maybe to a place. Where would you guys like to go? Where, um, you want to talk about this in an alley? I mean, the hospital may not be the best place to plot your <laughs> ill doings. Oh, we could go either to an alley or we can try to go back to one of our rooms at the Little Empire. So I think I think um, Navi was sort of like waiting outside uh, for, for for everyone else, and as um, as he's doing so, I think he's kind of trying to recollect the the, the signs that he has sort of um, gleaned uh, over the past sort of few weeks about where this uh, bar, this underground sort of like uh, bar happens to appear um you know like i I know you sort of spoke about the the kind of the glyphs um that Mm -hmm. that that were appearing um we had already also discussed that uh it was kind of by happenstance most of the time uh that that narvi found himself there but narvi did a better job following people than he did the the signs um i believe that's that's the established uh canon of how he he found it uh, but yeah. um, clever Stitch, I, I'm sure, knows his way back there. Um, I think, yeah, I think uh, as as we're all sort of amassing again, uh, Navi kind of looks at you all and says, um, "I've normally found the bar by following people," um, and it looks around and says, and sort of says. Doesn't look like these are the following types. Um, but maybe we could try to find the bar. Um, I know who who we're looking for, um, but uh, I don't know how to. And if it looks around again and looks at you all again with a slightly helpless sort of uh, face on splayed fish hands. Uh. Uh, we can we can find it, I'm sure. Um and he Clever Stitch will um so that because like Saride is more magically inclined than he is in like a different kind of magic, um he will um, pressed like pressed digitation, just on. He'll grab a coin, just to show her the arcane mark, kind of the same way that he did to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what we're looking for in order to find the bar. Um, it's underground. It moves. Do we want to go there? During the day, or because we went, we went during the night, right? Is whenever we kind of yeah, early evening, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. And Navi, did you were you whenever you would go? Was it just at night, or do they seem kind of active all the time? Primarily, it's active at night. It would occasionally be open during the day, but that was um, that seemed to be very rare. Maybe once uh, Narvi was in there during the day. No, night. Uh, yeah, you're right. 
So we wait till night twelve and then yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything you guys would like to discuss before going, or do you want to to jump to the going? Um, I think I would I would uh, give freely uh, the information that I have that um, in in his stilted way uh, that that the people we're looking for um, have spoken. Um, I've heard them speak about uh, sort of certain schools of magic. Uh, certain they've they've got blueprints. They have um, uh, costumes. They have this, that, and the other. They are quite uh, sort of cagey. But um, the person that we are looking for is Raikkonen, um, uh, and that is kind of all the information that he has. But okay, all right, all right. You guys um, get your rest. You eat if you eat, and you don't if you don't. Uh, you make your way through the town in the earlier portions of the evening, and uh, between Saride and Clever Stitch, you guys do find the the establishment, right? And so, uh, were we able to take at least an an hour? Like yes, in that time, you like can have a short rest. Resting. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I want to take that chance to use my chef feet to make the treats that give anybody. So anybody that does eat, so not Narby, but Clever Stitch, Saride, Treasure, and Grizz. If you want, he makes little uh, fish pies. <laughs> All right. And I believe those give you some temporary hit points. Uh, yes, four temporary hit points for anybody right. that eats it. How long do the how long does it last? Uh, do I believe it is eight hours? Oh damn! Yep. Like if I eat it, I will have those for eight hours. Yeah, the spe- uh, special treats last eight hours after being made. You can use a bonus action to eat one of them to gain temporary hit points equal to your proficiency bonus. Which is cool. so yeah. I mean, temper. I'd say temporary hit points last until you take another rest, or until yeah. um. You gain until they're lost, or until you gain yeah. hit points that are temporary hit points that supersede them. Yeah, I think this time when pe- when you're passing them around, I think uh, <laughs> sorry, I think I think uh, Navi does sort of mutter something about being gluten free. He has a allergy. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry, I'll keep that. I'll keep that in mind for next time. <laughs> Narvi yeah. just became a gluten-free uh, vegan who subsists purely on air, and yeah. <laughs> and Grizz is still going to cook him something. I love yeah. this. Yeah. This is I can, brilliant. I can I can only appreciate that. <laughs> That's his white whale, man. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, solely on air, you say? Hmm. <laughs> Uh, so you guys do, uh, it is not in the same place as it was last time. It is, uh, again, um, in the back behind what initially looks to be sort of a, a stables, uh, area you do make your way in. It is clearly, uh, an illusion that has, um, you know, been cast over the area. There is the doorman, uh, who, who does recognize you and, and actually forces you to pay for, Everybody, this time, 
Uh, so... I got that for us. There you go. Five five gold. Um, and the badger. So six. There you go. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> and, I was cheeky the last time I was here. I can be good once in a while. Did you forget to pick up your tips again? Slow <laughs> learner. You guys make your way in. It it has the same layout as it did last time. It looks like the inside travels, and and it is not um it's not like a pop up place. It does very much, you know, extra dimensional sort of reestablish itself. Um, behind the bar, there is the flesh column, the very extremely well made flesh column. However, there is also the uh, which you. I'm pretty sure is their creator. Looks to be oh. some form of. Um, you're not quite sure, but you know that they are magically inclined. Um, it is a halfling, um, sort of very hyperactive, kind of kind of bounding about, um, and uh, is giving instructions to to the. Uh, bartender, and as you guys make your way in, you realize you're about the second group of people to to have arrived. Um, there is like a very old uh, kind, not all his teeth are still there gnome that is uh, like at the end of the bar and you're not sure if he just is stuck here forever or illusion or you're not quite sure. Um, but as you guys make your way in, you hear the kind of uh, feet pitter and patter, and, and there's a, a slide of wood, and the, the halfling head kind of pops up over over the bar, and she looks at you guys. Oh, right. You're the, uh, you're the pretty new ones, aren't you? All right. Uh, what can I do for you? An ale? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and and she she'll she'll look. Uh, and and already, the flesh golem is is about working the taps, and so she you know. Great business. One ale. All right. Understood. And she kind of <laughs> she 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 uh, goes back to to her not to what she's doing. Um, you yeah, guys... I think uh, immediately as we as we walked in, I probably sort of like veered off on into like to, to where I usually sort of sit. Sure, um, but Chris what leans over to Sarai and goes, "Can you spot me for an L?" <laughs> um, can I guess uh, a bottle of wine and an ale, please? Uh, yeah, the the flesh column will will set about gathering those things. Right. Thank you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, that bottle's hers, and she is very. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Uh, okay. He, he just grabbed the ale, don't worry. Yeah. It's just that it's so big because of his dwarf hands. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what was the? I know that you said it earlier, but what was the name of the dude that we're looking for? Raikkonen. Right in it. Oh, yeah. Um, 
question for you, actually. Um, we are looking for one of my... And he will look to where... <laughs> where Narvi went and just kind of... Eh, him over there. One of his friends, Raikkonen. Um, have you seen him around recently? She, um... As... <laughs> As when you say Raikkonen, she sort of spits and and like laughs, and it comes up out of out of her nose, um, and and she's sitting there. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I hate when that happens. Oh, that's awful. Oh, um, right. Alright, I have to see this. Who who is this? Alright. And she she kicks over her stool and, and climbs back up. And him and she points at, at Narvi. Is that who is that who you said was Raikkonen's friend? In acquaintance <laughs> friend. Sure. Sure. Raikkonen yeah. doesn't have friends, darling. I mean <laughs> I mean he is a friendly type. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> um, you get a lot further on this one if you're just honest with me, because that's not working. Yeah. All right. Um, we heard from Raikkonen's friend um, <laughs> that uh, Raikkonen is planning something, and we want in. And we want to find him and find more information. Hmm. Make a persuasion check. During this time, Treasure wants to order some hard spirits. <laughs> yeah, the um, the the flesh column absolutely is is bartending with, with far more attentiveness and skill than her maker. Right, like she she does her job well. Uh, so I rolled an 18 for an 18. For an 18. <laughs> okay. Um, she looks you over, and you can see the wheels turning. Uh, and she... What's your name, hon? Clever Stitch. It's a good name. Uh, do you live up to it? Always. Huh. Alright. And, um... Looks like you've got quite the group here. Yeah, you gotta have the right people for the right job. Ain't that the truth? And, um... Are they the right people? Always. Grizz is currently playing sort of tug of war with a piece of the leftover squid with Benedict. Yeah. <laughs> we look like the fucking suicide squad behind Stitch right now. <laughs> yeah. Always the right tool. Tool. <laughs> Um and she sort of Uh-huh. Alright. Uh What does your friend know about Raikkonen? Um, that he's a bit cagey. 
but that he's been thorough in his planning so far. That he seems to have the pieces put together, but I'm not sure that he has the team put together for it. That's what we're bringing to the table, you see. Yeah. Right. What, what she, should I know about she, Raikkonen? She sort of... Uh, she, she turns... Uh, for a moment, and, and she she she's not ignoring you. Like she yeah. she she gives you the the hold on, mm-hmm. and um, she walks back uh, towards the the back of the bar, and you see her open up uh, a lower cabinet, and her body kind of blocks it. But there's there's clearly uh, eldritch machinery that is underneath there, and she kind of does does a couple of like little adjustments right and um the bouncer on on the far side sort of goes boss what you oh right and you you just hear him sort of i hate this and he gets sort of um a wall passed through the door and and it stones over and um, the the gnome at the end of the bar you've realized is frozen, um, and Benedict's frozen as well. I'd like the rest of you to make um, wisdom saving throws. Ooh, you cheeky mom! Not that one. <laughs> that saving. Can I do something before we have to make the saves, real quick? Uh. Uh, it depends can on what I, it is. Can I drop Beacon of Hope so that we get advantage or something on saves? On you don't, save? it, this is a surprise. You're not, you don't know that there's what a surprise. Okay. anything dangerous <laughs> happening. Um, yep. DC 17. It's a 20. I'm going to use Indomitable. Great. Uh, 19 from Grizz. That was nice. Eight. 24. Oh, a natural 19 for an 18. Nice. Am I the last one to go? Yes, you are. Okay. Uh, total 19. Okay, great. You guys all save. And, and when she turns around, she, um, she has, she has like a, a wand. Um, and she, she looks surprised, but she doesn't look, uh, like she's threatened. Um, she's like, oh, hmm. maybe you all are the right group. <laughs> all right. And she, she moves her bar, she moves her stool back over to Clever Stitch. And... So, you want to deal with Raikkonen. Well, I don't know how to tell you this, but Raikkonen only deals with the people he knows. And... No offense, but he doesn't know you. In fact, Raikkonen's never set foot in this bar. But he does owe me a considerable amount of coin. Now, I think I can help get you onto Raikkonen's crew. If you're willing to do what it takes. Which, looking at 
and she kind of scans across your Suicide Squad group. Uh, at the look of you, I suspect you might be willing to. I know Raikkonen's been planning something. I don't know what it is, but try doing business with him in the past. Right bastard he is. Absolutely. And has a penchant for betraying his partners, at least once they've stopped being useful. So, he's um, made a fair number of enemies, but he's very good, plans very well, and his jobs always come through. Just depends on if he pays up or not. A lot of people find it worth it. And he does a lot of business west of the mountains. So, if I help get you onto Raikkonen's crew, you'll pay me back what he owes out of what profit comes from this job. And if you get the chance to stab him in the throat, all the better. Can I ask, before agreeing, exactly how much does he owe you? 8,000 coin. I hope you're talking copper. <laughs> I wish. Oh, um, I mean, we can guarantee that his portion of it goes to you at least absolutely trust me if this is a Raikkonen job you'll have the money to cover it alright huh now Interesting. there's one thing I don't see among you gonna need a wizard Alright. We can figure that out. Good. So. We'll need to make some arrangements for Raikkonen's current crew to come indisposed over the next week. I know his timeline's coming short. And has to look like accidents or mishaps, perhaps a brush with the law, things like that, things that will um, not raise his suspicions. You can do that. Draw in for a penny, in for a pound, right? Well, that's how you're going to get onto his crew. Alright. I'm... I'm his crew slowly disappears. I vouch for you all. I'll put the words out that there is good talent in town. You'll frequent here. Navi's already set himself up as a um, as a regular. And oh, thank you for the raid. Thank you all. Welcome, welcome. Um. Once they're out of the way, he'll be desperate. 
and he's been working on this job for a long time. Won't want to walk away from it. So, hopefully, he'll, um, be so desperate that he'll take on newcomers onto his crew. Alright. And he will look to the rest of the group and see anyone else's opinions. Didn't do your work before than that, so... Yeah. We're gonna need names and descriptions. I've got those for you. Alright. So... I don't suppose you're hiring a cook, are you? <laughs> I um, haven't had a cook in years. Depends on how good you are. But I don't want to hire you until after this job is done. I don't want to be tied yeah. too closely. And if you go missing, I'll have gone through the onboarding process for nothing. So, you know. It was fair. It might have been an easier way to ingrain me in their regular circles, but you're right. Too close to home for you. A little bit. So, up first. You have Raikkonen's point person, Emery. As she describes Emery, you guys do recognize him. He is a um, drow of an elf, striking sharp features. He was one of the individuals that you saw here previously, very finely dressed. He was the one, um, he's the one that seems to be Raikkonen's closest ally. Probably the one that has the direct, he's probably the one that deals with Raikkonen directly, most often. is the one that you're going to want to ingratiate yourselves to. Perhaps we can set up some form of false sting. We'll all jump in, rescue him, show off how capable you are. Now, Emery has been working very, very closely with Elude. Elude is the face of the operation. She's finely dressed and has a silver tongue, able to talk herself into or out of pretty much anything. And I believe she's the one that is going to be posing as some form of um, member somewhere, upper class. Somebody with a bit of class to her. Up next, you have Obs, the muscle. Don't know what the job is, but Emery's been footing his bill for weeks. Eats and drinks like a truck, like a horse, like a damned purple worm. But, tremendously strong. Has to be something involved with that. He'll be difficult to put down, so if we can make that look accidental or some form of sickness perhaps 
something contagious, something that people won't want to get near him over. That would be key. Last but not least, you have Rob's Alar. He is the wizard that I mentioned. Arcane spellcaster. Pretty high order. I don't know if he's necessarily learned in the spells that they're utilizing. I've seen a lot of scrolls, a lot of wands coming through. Eventually some staves. So, whatever it is, definitely arcane spellcaster. Somebody skilled, able to work through some magic. Right? Now, Rob's has a bit of a gambling problem, and we might be able to use that to our advantage. That's the crew. Um, and she gives us a like physical description for each of these people as well, right? Yes. You don't you don't have to absolutely, right now. yeah, okay, Ab absolutely, yeah. Emery, um, she she gives. I had the physical description for Emery. The um, the rest of them I will develop yeah. and come up with for you yeah, guys. You're good. Um, so you think you can fill those roles? Absolutely. <laughs> that was Matthew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, yeah, easy peasy. Good, good. Now, you have to be aware. There's always some bit of last-minute hitch. Raikkonen likes to throw at his crews, so. He does it to keep them off balance, to keep them from doing the job without him. He's usually yeah. present, but at this point, only Emery would know if he was. So. Did we get her name? I'm so sorry. Uh, so, so actually, you, you, uh, you didn't. Um... I noticed that. I was like, oh. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, if, I thought if about it's, it and well, that's the case. While while she's while she's chatting, I would like to channel divinity and detect thoughts. Hmm. Okay. I gotta try. The, I gotta test drive this car. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's a DC fifteen wisdom. So you, I believe, you get her surface thoughts for free, and if you're. Um, do I? I thought it With, had without, to check for the without thoughts. the save. Let me. I think that's the case too. And if you if you want to delve deeper, yeah, then the save happens. And if she succeeds, she knows that you tried to do it. Yes, I could be wrong, but I think with the knowledge domain, I think that's the channel divinity is that they don't Ooh, notice if you do yeah. fail. I'm completely wrong. Um, hold on. You can read thoughts. As an action, you choose a creature you can see within 60 feet. The creature has to make a wisdom save. If they succeed, you can't use it again. But if they fail, you can read surface thoughts. Okay. Sounds good. So, wisdom save. Uh, 7 plus 5 for 12. 
She fails. Okay. Sounds good. Um, as she's describing each of the crew, she you do get a mental image of them. You get sort of her imaginings or, or thoughts or ideas of like what taking them out might look like. Um, she, and also as she's describing the jobs, like she, like when she's talking about muscle, she's very clearly talking about treasure who looks, who's, who is the beefling, right? That is present. She, she believes to ride maybe without the armor could pull off the, the, the chatterbox position. Um, she doesn't, she's guessing maybe Narvi's the wizard because it's definitely not the the two the cl- guys with the bows, right? Narvi's wearing no armor and is creepy. So she's like, maybe he's a necromancer. That sounds right to that me. Track. Yeah. So she so she's kind of uh, kind of put him in in that role, um, you know. And and in her mind, she's because she can see the the bow on on clever stitch wherever they are and she's just kind of picturing like an alley him being like up on a roof maybe as a lookout helping protect for the twist you know um she doesn't really have a spot in mind for grizz and and um and the badger but you know she she's like it's better to have she definitely has the thought it's better to have more of them to cover whatever Raikkonen is going to to throw um yes her um her name well you guys can ask her her name if you if you want i'm sure you well, do. when she thinks raikkonen what do i see she doesn't have a face for raikkonen um raikkonen is a sort of like shadowy um uh dr claw kind of kind of figure um she she definitely has like a silhouette kind of persona for him but she doesn't she doesn't know what he looks like um you press deeper i'd like to i don't know that i can i mean well so this is mostly surface right that that... right the channel divinity doesn't say that i can i mean it's the spell isn't it I'm just reading with D and D Beyond. Says. You're good. You're good. That's yeah. I'm. We're. I'd love to. I'd love to absolutely, you know, finger bang this my this chick's mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm gonna. We're gonna look it up because uh, just to make sure I I know what's happening here because it's new. Um. So channel divinity. Uh. There's that. Read thoughts. Um, read thoughts. Access the creature's mind is commanded as an action. Choose one creature within 60 feet of you. Wisdom saving throw succeeds. If the creature fails to save, uh, you can read surface thoughts. Um, reflecting its current emotions, what it's actively thinking about, when it's in within 60 feet of you, and last for one minute. So you can't... So this, unlike the spell, you can't probe deeper. Um... But if you, but like the spell, if you ask questions, you can draw to the surface uh, things that she is. You can make her think about things, essentially. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it up while they keep talking. Okay. So, 
Um, go ahead. So, where do you think we should begin? I think we end... I think we do Emery somewhere in the middle. I think we first remove... Obs. It's a bit dumb, and... Muscle would probably be the easiest for uh, Raikkonen to want to replace. Probably isn't a um, specialized role, I would suspect. So. Yeah. Um, I think orbs and then, then the face. Alright. Probably last would be the wizard. Okay. Sounds good. So, Emery, just before. Yeah. See if we can make some contacts with the um, different colleges, with the schools. See if we can get them to at least fake a bit of some way. Not much of a constabulary, but they do seem to regulate themselves. Hint. So, that might be something. Alright, sounds good. As you're as you're following her thoughts and and your your minute is nearing nearing it its end. She does picture and, and think of um a couple of elven headmasters um that uh you think are, are run the school in some way. Um this will last longer because it didn't say that it wouldn't. Okay. But it says I get a free use of suggestion. Uh, it says during that time. This effect uh, lasts for one minute. During that time, you can use your action to end this effect and cast Suggestion uh, on the creature without expending a spell slot. Target automatically fails the saving throw against the spell. So if you would like to use Suggestion at this point, you can. Yeah. Uh, just be honest. Oh, that's a good suggestion. Of course. Don't have any reason to want to mislead you, actually. Doing me a bit of a favor. Fair enough. <clears throat> Alright, um... Whenever... What sort of timeline... Do we think would work for this? I think we vote till the first. Usually, changing of the season. Raikkonen will, well, most likely head west, Dragonopolis, probably, unless he heads to the Isles. Interesting. Alright. Alright, so a week it is. Um, Thank you for your help. You're welcome. Where do, where do we find Obs? Obs comes in here and drinks most nights. And as soon as I drop the dilation spell... He'll probably be in here within 
couple of hours. But can't do it here. Needs to be far from this place. Alright. Grizz, are you entirely against using your skills for less than um, enjoyable meals? You're talking about poisoning a man. That is a line. I will never poison a man's food. Alright. I realize that's the easy route. I knew I'd be asked at some point. Didn't realize it'd come up so soon. I didn't either. To be fair, I've never asked somebody to poison someone else's food before, and I don't feel great doing it. What if it's not poisoning, but rather cooking with ingredients that are maybe just a little far gone? That's worse, and you know it. You are insulting the spirit of what it is I do. I will stab a man a dozen times in the back before I poison his food meal. Fair enough, fair enough. Had to ask. Listen, if there's anything that's put me down on my ass, it's a bad souffle. (laughs) And it's never come from me. What if someone else poisoned something that you'd worked on? You are bending rules here. Like Beckham, but I mean, I would never want to insult your integrity, because God knows someone here has to have some. Look, if we stop talking about it, I've got what they call plausible deniability. Exactly. I don't want to, I don't, if if any of you ever poison anything I make, I better not find out about it. That's, That's the rule, that's. What if this man had a had a fall? Then the floor is in trouble. We're thinking a long fall. Oh, well, that's that's a whole other story. I just say again from personal experience, because gauging by her description of this man, I may have once or twice back home hit the ground and cracked the marble. We're not going to talk about it. Yeah. I, well, if we if we want to keep him out of commission for a week or two, it'll just have to be <clears throat> yeah, a little extreme. Um, whether that's get him sick, oh, break no. his legs. I had a brilliant I idea. I, I look at all of you and go, "We're not killing him." I'd rather do that than poison him. I had a brilliant idea. What if we post up something that there's like an eating contest and then Grizz, you get to cook as much as you want and it can be as fattening and as weird and disturbing as you want. And first prize is everything you've eaten is free. Otherwise they have to pay for everything. So it's like the ultimate dim sum. And this dim son of a bitch will just wander in, start eating. And because he doesn't have the coin, he'll just keep eating and eating and eating until he either explodes or makes himself sick. But definitely he's going to be out of commission for a while. Where would we get the money for all those ingredients? I've got money. We're fine. 
Let's think about how much you're saving by not having to hire a cook for this. I like this plan. Although I don't know what you're talking about, but cooking like weird ingredients and he takes a bite of the octopus that he had oh. cooked like earlier. Please don't. Please don't. We know we're you, not spin. You weren't complaining about it with the pie earlier. This is how we find out Grizz becomes a mind player. <laughs> what did you do? What was... What was in the pie? <laughs> What's in the pie? I thought you did. This was clearly in the pie. It was fish pie after I took an octopus. Like <laughs> she vomits. She part. just straight up vomits. <laughs> I also, Navi. I know you suggested killing the man. The only reason why I'm a little hesitant is that if we have to do that for someone else. I don't want all three of them to mysteriously get murdered in the streets. And then suddenly a new crew has appeared, ready to be hired. We have to kill any of them. It makes most sense with the gambler. Yeah, that's true. Just some debt collecting gone wrong. Well, we have we have a week, less, less than a week. We have four days. We also have some folks should, we can should ask be six, back at, right? Isn't it the twenty fourth, right? Yeah, so six. So six is the thirtieth. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then it happens on the first. Or yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've also got some folks back at the Little Empire that can weigh in too. Yeah. See where their thoughts are. I was thinking Fable might be able to take place of the wizard. If we needed a... If we needed I have a question a, about the um, the silver-tongued girl. Ma'am, if you don't mind. Oh, go ahead. Um, do you know what side her bread is buttered on? I don't think I've ever served her bread. I'm following the question if she were to go home with someone what sort would she go home with the wealthy sort and that's all that matters as, as I can hey, Benedict you're in luck Benedict's frozen here he cannot respond oh, hey sweetie you ever fuck a badger what about one as big as this one <laughs> Just comes back around. Just, just, just one more lap, folks. Just one more lap. <laughs> so, you, and he'll look to the he'll look to the bartender again. Um, so you'll you'll let us know whenever you've gotten in touch with Emery, right? Well, I'm not going to get in touch with Emery. I'm going to. Spread the word of your good jobs through all the other people. Let them tell Emery about him about it. All trust right. me, Raikkonen doesn't want to trust anything that comes out of my mouth. Fair. I, I was neither. That... If I owed you eight thousand coin, I mean more than that. I don't suppose that you've got any leads on uh, smaller jobs around town. Something we could do that'd be verifiable. I'll put my ear to the ground. Got something, I'm sure. 
Besides, you were released in here the other day, asking about uh, Kazkov, right? Yeah. Seems he's turned up dead, so you have a bit of a success on your hands there. Yeah. <clears throat> Good. So, if you've done anything else in town, let me know, and I can spin yarns out of it. Killed some mind flayers. Really? Yeah, got rid of the nest. Treasure pulls up her, <laughs> her hair. Ew. All right. Try just points at the vomit. <laughs> if you unfreeze the badger, he'll clean it up for you. She starts. She just prestidigitates it, it away. Yeah. Yeah. So no, she's she's not she's not <laughs> watching a badger. Yeah, she's no or not. Mm-mm. Um. So I found some cards. Uh, you finally found the cards you were looking for. <laughs> the 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 very thin lipped uh, smile sort of comes up again. Mm-hmm. All all I'm picturing is I found my marbles from Hook. No, because uh, that's nice. Yeah, that is nice. Lost me marbles. Sorry. I think just just for um whilst whilst all of this conversation is happening, mm-hmm. I think uh, not to de- derail it completely, but I do think um knowing that there is some form of kind of uh, information in these cards, I think whilst whilst the information about sort of big big mechanical things and sort of like espionage mm-hmm. and all of this kind of stuff is is happening. Um, Navi tries to uh, kind of uh, concentrate on the cards and try and uh, and shuffle and um, puts one down on the on the table as if to kind of see if he can glean any information from it. Uh, are you attempting to cast augury through them? So. Do part of the bonus rightly. I probably know as much as Navi does about the cards currently. So okay. if if augury is a, is a thing that, that we can do, absolutely. Yeah. To, um, um, message. Uh, yeah. Reach reach out to Mars. So he 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 has the item entry. He wrote an, an actual yeah. full item entry for the for the deck of fate. Um, it is something that you can attune to, and it has some. Um, some spellcasting abilities to it. So, okay, so, cool. um, as far as just like flipping a card and kind of gleaning it, that's a storytelling device that I get to use, which is really awesome yep. for me. Um, yep. so I'll give you an augury on, on this one. So what specifically are, are you looking to see if it's good or bad or what think, course um, of action? I think Navi's uh, immediate reaction is to, uh, just, Go straight in for Obs. Uh, he knows that Obs is going to be sort of uh, coming to this place. Um, does it? Uh, would it be um, a good idea to uh, 
catch him before we uh, before he even enters the the bar tonight. Uh. Hmm. I'm gonna say, whoa. So no. Uh. So we, so wheel is positive. Whoa is negative. To try to catch him before he comes in, I don't think is a good idea. Excellent, excellent, good to know. Uh, and he kind of, kind of, sort of. Anyone who's watching sees a a sort of uh, marked kind of like slump to his shoulders, <laughs> um, and uh, as he is, yeah, it's a real kind of oh, right, okay, great. Um, and he sort of enters the the conversation again, um, probably at the at the point where he says. Uh, should we drop him from a high height? Um, yeah. Sorry, just to just to completely uh, derail for a second. All right. So, is there anything else you guys would like to do at this point? I'm so sorry. We've been so terribly rude. Didn't catch your name. From Tui. Tui? From Tui. From Tui? From Tui. Right, but I didn't ask where you're from. I asked what your name was. (laughs) (laughs) I used to be a bard. I used to be good at this. (laughs) Where's my life gone? Well, we'll be in touch, as will you, hopefully. Sounds good. And can I take a bottle of this to go? This is delightful. (laughs) No. And with that, time reasserts itself, and the bar um, begins to kind of move again. Benedict starts to move, the gnome starts to move, um, the, the bouncer re- does the the pass through wall right and arrives back on on this side so next week you guys ingratiate yourselves to raikkonen by removing his crew and leaving him no other options than to work with this chaotic bunch of disasters and dangers uh i hope you guys had a had a had a good night um a a different kind of night and uh, always, always good to mix things up. Um, yeah, thank you guys so, so much for playing. And thank you uh, to all the viewers. Thank you for the raid. Thank you for everybody that, that came and hung out, stuck around. We're going to see you guys next time. Uh, do follow all the socials at RepRPG for us to loop you in and let you know what our show schedule is going to be for the week. So we're going to see you guys next time. But until then, be cool.